Ender Brady is our UK correspondent with us now. Hi, Ender. Hey, Heather. Great to speak to you again. How many people are on board this controversial flight to Rwanda? Seven is what I'm hearing. It's due to take off from London Gatwick tonight at 9.30pm. So what's that? Another 13 hours and a half. Um, It's getting criticised by absolutely everyone, including an open letter today from all of the archbishops in the Church of England, led by the Archbishop of Canterbury, who say that this policy shames Britain. So for anyone who hasn't followed this, these are all the people who come to the UK on these flimsy dinghies from the beaches of northern France. They're predominantly from the Middle East and sub-Saharan Africa. They have nothing and they risk their lives, having travelled hundreds and thousands of kilometres in many places, um, to get to that point. They push the dinghy off, having paid people smugglers to get a place in the dinghy, and then 26 miles of water between France and the UK. They end up on a beach in Kent where they're brought in and they seek asylum. The UK government's genius strategy, it's been criticised by absolutely everyone, is to take these people, and they're predominantly... Um, young people in their 20s, though you do see some children as well, and to fly them to Rwanda, put them in a centre there and tell them they can claim asylum in the UK, but they'll have to wait in Rwanda in Central Africa. Seven seems like it would be kind of disappointing to the government. I would have thought that they'd be sending more people offshore, wouldn't they? Yeah, massively disappointing to Johnson's government. So, The plan was they did have a list of 130 people. Now, let me just put these numbers into context. On a good day, upwards of eight, nine hundred people, when the weather is good and the sea is calm, pushing a thousand people get across that sea. So they had 130 people identified. They all were offered legal representation and basically they've all appealed. And the end result is there are just seven who haven't. Uh, They are from Iran, Iraq and Albania. And those seven, if the flight takes off tonight, I mean, it's just extremely damaging PR for a government that is just wobbling from one crisis to the next. And this is the solution. I mean, I've been to these beaches in northern France. There is a very simple solution to stopping the problem. Have a relationship with your nearest neighbour. Get the French government back on side. Speak to their police. And and just say to them, let's work together to stop these criminal gangs because it really isn't top-level detective work to figure out who's buying all these dinghies in one small area of northern France. Too right. Inda, how is it that Prince Andrew is reading the room so badly that he thought that he could join this parade? Because he's Prince Andrew, Heather, and, you know, there isn't a great amount of brain cells rattling around the cranium. And in terms of reading the room and the public mood, He just keeps getting it wrong. So yesterday was the Order of the Garter Service, this medieval chivalry organization at Windsor Castle in the church. And the papers here this morning reckon that it was Charles and William who had to go and see the Queen to tell her not to have this man anywhere near the royal family in public. Now, apparently he was allowed to go to the lunch before the service all dressed up in the costumes, the feathers and the plumes. Uh, But in terms of walking with Charles and William and and the future of the House of Windsor, they want nothing to do with him. I mean, Charles and William read the public mood very well. They've realised that the Jubilee was a spectacular success and there is great love and affection for the Queen and still for the monarchy in this country and across the Commonwealth. But they do know that Andrew being let loose again by himself the public have no appetite for this man. 
And, and the latest in the papers today, it's Royal Ascot getting underway in about six hours' time today. Um, of course, he lives at Windsor, which is a very short drive, drive to the Ascot racecourse. The papers today reckon Andrew fancies going to Royal Ascot. Well, if he really does, he will get booed mercilessly everywhere he goes. And I think he will, it might eventually even get through to him that the British public don't want him. Ender, but the uh, but the Queen's judgment on this has always been so good. The fact that she almost let him join that that parade suggests to me that either she is trying to rehabilitate him with the last the last few days on earth, or um, she is just giving up in the face of his continued lobbying. What is it? Look, uh, my reading of this is when you speak to palace sources that, that you're always told that Andrew is her favourite child and he's very special to the Queen and there's a very special relationship there. A lot of people feel he's abusing that. If you yeah. go back to the memorial service for his father, you know, he he made himself front and centre of that church service and that was done quite deliberately, you know, to be shown that here I am with mummy, only I can support mummy in her hour of need. Um, he, you know, he, he is not liked. And you get the impression people, I know for a fact, inside the, the certain royal circles, senior members of the family have completely distanced themselves. And that is not just journalistic speculation. That is a fact. Senior people have distanced themselves from him and they have done for quite some time. Um, the latest, apart from wanting to go to Royal Ascot today, Apparently, he wants Beatrice and Eugenie to be made uh, working royals. And I think anyone who's been around the royal family would not put their names and work in the same sentence. Goodness me, Ender, the guy is just completely cuckoo. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Ender Brady, uh, UK correspondent.